This is Dr. Tamia Guest with Rejuvenating Chiropractic. This is Nera Reed with Modified Peace Nutrition up, Health Coach. This is Karen Marcel with June Street Barbershop. This is Tiffany Marcel Peace with Marcel Luxury like Realty, and you're listening to Boss Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Boss Talk Radio. This one I'm really, really excited about. You know, there's a lot of people that, whether in your personal or professional lives, have wanted to quit. There's times where you just don't get why certain things are happening the way they're happening, and you may question whether or not you're built for it. The guests we have on today, very, very powerful women with very, very inspiring uh, stories. We can't wait to bring that to you, and we'll be uh, doing that right after this. Have you ever wanted to get into the tax industry, but didn't know where to begin? Or maybe just wished you could turn your social media likes into hard cash? Now you can. Elite 8 Tax Pro Solutions has everything you need to start or grow your own tax business. We even have a referral program for those just looking to earn extra cash without having to learn the ins and outs of taxes. For as little as $99, you can unlock unlimited earning potential in the tax industry with the tools, support, and training of an industry leader. Visit ElitePTS.com today for more information. chose to use Elite Aid Tax Preparation Services was mainly because of the certifications they have received. George and his crew have multiple certifications and I felt very comfortable in switching from my previous tax preparation company to his company. I have extreme confidence in my tax return this year. His attention to detail was amazing and I felt like nothing was going to be missed. And with my job and being an independent contractor and being a uh, private business owner. There are so many pieces of the puzzle, and I didn't want any of those things to be missed. And believe me, I believe that they found it. Get behind the shield. Ready to begin your business? Should you be an LLC or a C corporation? How do you track the cost of goods versus operating supplies? What are your depreciable assets? Are you structured to obtain business credit? Not sure? Get a boss. An individual business operation success suite from Elite 8 Tax and Financial Services will position your business for success and avoid the pitfalls of startups. From registering with your state, operating agreements, bookkeeping, tax filings, and more, Elite 8 Tax and Financial Services can be your growth partner at every level of your business. Schedule your needs assessment today at www.elite8financial.com slash boss or by phone at 469-412-0056. So one of the questions was, how was our experience 
into with with Elite Eight in comparison to other tax professional services. I think I'll just kind of turn that over to my husband and what he would think. Being from the military services, uh, during the past, I will always use a um, service online service throughout the military. And one thing I didn't like about it is not able to speak to someone live. And since I've been with Elite Eight, having that person live in front of me has been great. If me and my wife had to recommend Elite Eight to a family and friend, one of the strong attributes would be confidence. As a leader in the United States military, I've always been confident. And my, since my post-retirement, when I'm utilizing a business, I want to make sure they're confident in their answers and their tax preparation. Get behind the shield. Boss Talk Radio, brought to you by Elite Eight Tax and Finance, with your host, George Dandridge. Yeah, buddy. Ready to go in, so you're probably wondering why I have on this mask sitting inside of my uh, studio. I'm just showing out because I'm like big on this branding thing. It's kind of become my new addiction. So I want to shout out a few people. First, I want to shout out Mark Erickson over at Good Artwork. Uh, got me the custom kicks going on. I uh, want to shout out uh, my girl Cookie at Summer Inspired, who's gotten me all the drinkware and everything with the logos on it or whatever. You know, just around here, Brandon. And, of course, can't forget my man, Mr. Eric Bettis, over at Graphic Lion Media, who does pretty much everything, <laughs> our websites, uh, screen printing my shirts and all that good stuff. And if you enjoyed the commercials and want some of your own, he can do that for you. That's who does our commercials. And here's his. So as they say, your net worth is your network, and I'm proud to have the uh, the network that I have. And if you can see over there behind me, I have a shout out to my girl, Nikki Jackson, for my positivity jaw. This is like the coolest thing ever. So no matter how big or small something is, I write it down, put it in the jaw or anybody living in America right now, we have those uh, challenging days. And so when you have those, I'm able to go in and dig in and look at all the great stuff that's been going on. Let me tell you something, 2020, despite COVID-19 and everything, has been a phenomenal year. Um, I've been enjoying it thoroughly and really wouldn't trade, uh, really wouldn't trade anything other than making sure other people were healthy and everything. So um, if you notice, today's show is not on my personal page. That's a hint of things to come. 
Uh, we're getting gearing up for season two. Team is working diligently. Uh, shout out to my girl, uh, to Kenya Battle over at Kenya's Keys, uh, working on this uh, theme music for me so we can have more freedom, if you would, on the YouTube side because they always flag me for using that intro track or whatever. So we have some exciting things uh, coming for season two. And if you are looking to be a guest and or advertise on uh, Boss Talk Radio, if you're looking to advertise, send us an email at sales at talkbossradio.com. And if you're looking to be a guest, send us an email at info at bosstalkradio.com. We're already scheduling for uh, season two. We've got, I think, the first four or five shows booked. We only have about four more shows left in season one. And of course, each and every one of them are going to be uh, powerful as we continue to bring you industry leaders from every walk of uh, life, every type of uh, industry, giving you best practices uh, and the trials and errors of uh, entrepreneurship. So we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, boss term of the week. This week's term is going to be, hold on, let me get this off the screen here. Where are we at? Okay, here we go. This week's term is perseverance. Fitting term for the guests that we have on today. I think that they are the epitome of the term perseverance. Perseverance is to persist in anything undertaken. Maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement, and continue steadfastly. Man. <laughs> so, um, look, I don't even know where to start with their stories. All I can tell you is that I know that there are people out there that are feeling uh, discouraged, um, you know, and... I get criticized a lot of times because I take the no excuses uh, route, right? So my thing is life happens. You know, very few people have a truly unique story as far as what has happened to them. Um, somebody has gone through what you've gone through, and it's not to discount what you're going through. But I hope today's show gives you some inspiration, gives you some motivation to carry, uh, to, to push through whatever it is you're going through. And the easiest way, I think, to do that is to just look at an example of somebody that's going through what you've gone through and what, how they chose to manage that, because really the only choice that uh, the only thing you control is the choice to how you handle the things that affect you and the things that uh, impact you, you know, and pressure makes diamonds, you, you know, you come up or fold that that's your options. Um, so with that said, this entire broadcast today is dedicated to the boss motivation. So our first guest today is Dr. Latasha Holden. She has defied the odds. 
shattered glass ceilings and the reason she's the epitome of perseverance in the last 12 years she's gone from homeless in the streets of atlanta to a political candidate in the 2017 election from a ged to a doctorate degree in leadership studies and has become a 12 time published author and that's not even to speak to some of the things that are personal and dear to her, like 2020's uh, Georgia Mother of the Year by American Mothers Association. Welcome to the show, Dr. Latasha Holden. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm well. Awesome. So the first thing I want to do, because I have some questions for both you and our next guest, so I'm going to bring you guys on simultaneously uh to deal with those but before i get into that what i'd like for you to do if you would is share with everybody your story well i mean you basically um said it i went from at 35 years old so i had dropped out in the 10th grade had four kids by the time i was 22. by the time i was 35 years old i found myself homeless in the streets of Atlanta with my six children and so it was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do. So I'm 35, homeless, uneducated, and underemployed. So I went from being, like you said, homeless uh, to running for silly. We was homeless like three and a half, four years. So when I rolled in college, we was living in a board up house at Squatters in 2007. So I went from being homeless in the streets of Atlanta to running for city council in the 2017 election. From a GED to a doctor degree, I became a 12-time published author, and I recently, about a month ago, released my first Christian comic book. I'm excited about that. So it, it's been a journey. Um, I had God not step in for me. That was no way. I mean, to, to be 35, uneducated, underemployed with six kids and homeless, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do to work my way up from rock bottom. And, you know, we're going to speak about the decisions and the choices that led to that. But first, I want to bring on my sister from another Mr. Red Beans and Rice Didn't Miss Her. Welcome <laughs> to the show, everybody. Miss Chanel Newton, how are you doing? I think she's on mute. Are you on mute? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. All I can right. hear you Hello, now. Thank you all for having me. I'm so blessed and so happy to be here. So, Chanel, um, to not steal uh, any thunder from you, uh, and before I get into, you know, these these questions about these things that molded and shaped uh, your life, uh, go ahead and share with everybody your story and your background. Okay, okay. So a little bit about Chanel. Um, I was, I'm a preacher's kid, and just like uh, my co guest here with her beautiful <laughs> self has shared, you know, the struggle has been real. And so I always share whenever I'm talking about what I've experienced, how God literally took my ashes and turned them into beauty. Yeah. So I've experienced all from starting the age at, of, of nine years old on up to 21, uh, various, various um, traumatic situations, including uh, childhood molestation by a family member, um, as well as uh, being raped and becoming a teen parent. And uh, when I shared about my truth and not being believed um, and then, you know, knowing that I was raised in the church and raised, you know, a church of God in Christ and, you know, and, and having people look up to me as well as um, 
you know, just being just the, the pressure and the shame. Um, I it was easy for me to gravitate to a, a, a relationship that experienced a lot of domestic violence. Um, I also ex I chose uh, abortion twice in my life. And it was only because I felt so alone. And um, and just those are some of the most traumatic uh, situations that I've, I've experienced. And as a result of that, experienced a lot of, you know, uh, rejection and just fear. And I walked in fear for the majority of my life until I didn't, until God took my ashes and turned them into beauty. And so here's the part that we're going to get into here, because this is what I want people to take from this show. Both of my guests, by the way, are, are, are very, very modest. They didn't tell their accomplishments at all. And they didn't dig real deep into these things that they've been through. But I don't want you to think for a minute that those struggles, those pains, they don't still deal with today because they yeah. accomplished yeah. some things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chanel is the CEO of Expectant Pregnancy Resource Center, um, an absolute service, if you would. I mean, just a calling of service, um, if you would. And um, I want you to speak to well, I tell you what, before we even get to that, I have a question for you guys. And I'm going to have Chanel go first and then okay. Dr. Holden uh, on this, um, because here's what's, a, here's what's a matter of fact. Either of you could have elected to go to the pity party. Either of you could have succumbed to your circumstances that you didn't inflict upon yourself. These were things outside of your control. These were not bad decision-making, if you would, but you didn't. Tell me the moment that you decided that your past was not gonna define or hinder your future. <laughs> so um, that's a very, very good question. And I, the way that I answer it, it, it has a lot to do with me recognizing that um, nothing happens on the fence. Nothing happens when I choose to limit myself. And so um, there was this moment when um, one of my family members who also is a, uh, a pastor had came to me when they found out that I was pregnant. And um, here I am, you know, 16 years old, 15, 16 years old, and I'm sitting here. Um, I chose life for my, for my daughter and it was the best decision that I made. And he told me that I was not going to be anything. And he said that my child was not going to um, graduate from high school and that that my child was not going to be nobody. I'm literally saying it the way that it was given to me and um, that I would have been better off just not having this child. And so to hear this from someone that is one deemed as a community leader, as well as a, a shepherd for multiple souls, um, I was in that moment. It's almost as though I had a choice. That was the first real time that I was given a choice. 
And that choice was either to follow what this man, <laughs> who is someone that I'm supposed to look up to, that I'm supposed to uh, respect and honor, um, or if I'm going to listen to the seed that was within me and the 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 seeds that God had planted within me as well, and I'm going to go the alternate route. And that alternate route was what I chose. Um, I decided that I was going to persevere and that I was going to um, keep my baby and I was going to instill in her every single thing that I felt that I did not receive um, and that the love that I was looking for in every, every place that was the wrong place, um, that I was going to give that to her. So that pivotal, that was something, those were, there were those were negative seeds that were being planted by someone that I love so much, but it was literally a mm -hmm. moment of reconciliation for myself where I could reconcile, reconcile with the person that I knew and the, the mission that I have on my life uh, to first and foremost at that time raise my child to be someone. And now by the grace of God, uh, we have had um, a lot of forgiveness happen from that. But my daughter, I just have to give her a shout out <laughs> because the enemy and people will sit there and they will speak word curses over you as well as your children if you mm -hmm. allow for them to. And my daughter is, she graduated high school with honors. She is 19 years old. She's about to graduate from Prairie View University with her bachelor's degree. And um, I am telling you, I rebuked and I refused to accept anything but good, positive things. And so it's a lifestyle for me now as a result of those seeds that were planted that I kicked in the dirt and rebuked and chose the other the alternative. <laughs> and Dr. Holden, you, you had your own challenges as you woke up to what could have been just the new normal and accepted those conditions. When was that? moment for you that you decided, no, I'm going to turn this corner and I'm going to take control of life? Um, I don't think I at first decided that. I think uh, I was scared. I mean, being an African-American woman, homeless with six kids, and you're 35 years old, pretty much I've lived a good chunk of my life being a woman that was defeated, didn't have goals, dreams. Um, but it was when I realized I had 12 eyes watching me, you know, I, I was that no one was going to come and save my family out of homelessness and hopelessness. And I just decided that, you know what, I made a vow that the streets was not going to raise my six children, nor the jails was going to house them. So 12 years ago, this high what I did to save them first. Um, as an ordained pastor, I believe that ministry starts in the house. A lot of people try to go out and then the house messed up. But. What I did to save my six children, I came to my children then, and I said, well, I don't have a lot to offer you all materially. The only thing I have to offer you all is to show you all how to give back. And at this time, I'm contemplating suicide because I'm embarrassed. I don't, I couldn't give the kids what they wanted. You know, um, I had two kids in high school, two kids in middle school, two kids in elementary. So I was spread thin. But I said, I gave my six children the only key that I possess. And that was service to others. I taught them, we got the newspaper clippings. I taught them how to give back at our Lord's. And I told them, I believe if I can teach you all now, when we don't have anything, how to give back, I believe I set the foundation for you all to become great leaders. And out of that, my oldest son, he just turned 31 last month. And he said, mother, 
my way of giving back is joining the United States Marine Corps. He retired after 10 and a half years. He's now a college, a sophomore in college pursuing a bachelor's in um, uh, business. And then another a daughter came and said, my way of giving back is going to the medical field. She's an EMT, a licensed pharmacy tech, and she's pursuing her bachelor's in human services. Another daughter said her way of giving back is going to the human service field. She just graduated in May with her degree and she joined the United States Army two years ago. I got another son that's a caretaker. My 19 year old daughter became a two time Christian published author by the time she was 15, 16. She just released her her first children's book. She has two T-shirt lines and she's a spoken word artist that speak out in the injustice in the community. My last child, he'll be 18 this month. His name is Omega. He's the last to end. There's no more coming after him. He's a rising senior gainsman employee. He's a youth leader. And I say for me being a leader, if God did nothing else for me, I believe I did a good job with them. And so it, it was just when I realized when we was in that board up house that no one was coming to save me. And again, I didn't really know what freedom or liberation looked like at 35 years old. I wasn't a younger person. I was, you know, up in age, but I just knew I had to do something to fight for my family. And clearly, both of you um, have a deep, deep love for your children and a passion for servicing others. And I think we live in a very consumed society today. Um, I think the woe is me attitude comes from being consumed with self. And both of you just given examples of how your service to others were a blessing to your children. Mm -hmm. But tell me about, and we'll start with Dr. Holden, tell me about how your service to others served you and rewarded you in your life. Oh my goodness. Um... The, the awards I have received over the years, but to become Georgia Mother of the Year for 2020 by American Mothers Inc. Um, and also I am the national mother, which I just made United States history as the 85th woman to ever hold that title. Um, my service, that's my lifeline. Everything I do for my my 12 books I've written, my t-shirt line I've, I've created, even my uh, Christian comic book. During the when COVID first went on lockdown in April, the first thing I said, OK, God, how can I use my gift to uh, serve the community, to encourage? And so I came up with a creative way to encourage the body, you know, and so I'm always just looking for ways to give back, to use my gift to make a difference. But I mean, just some of the stages I've been on, I'm I mean, come on, just 12 years ago, no one knew me but the welfare office. Statistically wise. My a family of seven that was in that predicament was not supposed to make it out. So to be now the national mother that's representing the millions of mothers around the world and made United States history, only God can do that. Wow. And, you know, I know, I know Chanel's story uh, pretty intimately, um, but for the audience, um, I mean, 
Chanel's the energizer buddy. First, let me start. There. <laughs> there's not there's not many days that you know if I don't even either go on her uh, social media page <laughs> or I talk to her and I feel real lazy. <laughs> like before I get up and I and I'm an early bird. Before I get up, she's already mowed the lawn, uh, took the kids out and serve some people and everything. And by the time I'm going to bed, she's still in meetings and stuff. <laughs> Chanel, how has um how has your service to others um and it's obvious uh you know, the way that it shines in your children, but how has your service to others been a service to your, to yourself? Oh my goodness. So, um, I had to get to a point to where I had to recognize that it's my actions, not Mm -hmm. my nature that defines me. And so in me trying to perfect the actions, the intentional actions and the unintentional actions, um, that was how I began to realize just as she was sharing, you know, just the importance of just what servitude is. Um, And in my pursuit of becoming more than just a a statistic, um, I began to realize that nothing creates more certainty than the stability of generating recurring revenue. And doing it as on my own terms, that in itself was something that meant a lot to me. And so um, kind of going back a little bit into um, just talking a little bit about expectant heart, um, you know, I already shared that I was a teen teen mom and, you know, my decision to uh, choose abortion twice for my life. And um, because that was what I felt was the right thing for me to do. And uh, so since then, uh, God just literally he called me into ministry uh, about six, six years ago to take over expectant heart. And at that time, it had been um, in existence uh, by a beautiful, beautiful group of women who uh, created a pregnancy center to help out in the community. And they were open just a couple days a week. And in about two years, they had served a total of 44 clients. And so uh, by the time that God had uh, called me into ministry, literally gave me this organization to take it from here to wherever he you know, seen fit for it to take or to go to, um, we've now in 2020 served over 4,000 clients. And some of the services that we offer um, are all in conjunction with me being the client, right? So as well as the businesses that God has allowed me to open since then, it's because I know what it feels like to be, as she was sharing, literally relying on the support of the system and literally relying on the support of, you know, family who are not required to provide to you as an adult, um, which is a big thing that we, we as humans, as well as African-Americans or minorities, we have to recognize that nobody is expected to care for you and um, it's not required. And so whenever I began to put myself in the shoes of this 12 year old girl or this 40 something year old woman um, who found out that she was pregnant and her situation is definitely not what she you know, would like for it to be whenever she's bringing a child into this world. How can we set up this program to be a no excuse zone 
for those families that were in similar situations as as um, we both were. And so now some of we now provide services to thousands and thousands of families, not just here, but all over um, that where they can not only get a free pregnancy test, but they could see their beautiful baby, but we'll also help them up until their baby is three years old with free diapers and wipes and milk and, um, you know, any type of hygiene essentials that they need. We give them equipping classes and multiple different ways to not only have these tangible things, but to learn how to be independent and to to um, sow back into this community what they're getting back. And um, so that is one of the biggest things whenever we're setting up and we're taking the things that I've gone through and that I've experienced in life, I'm applying those into my businesses and I'm applying with worst case scenario, who and how do I need to set up practices and protocols so that I can make make it more seamless for the people that were just like me. And if I do say so myself, uh, you're doing an awesome job. We'll be right back af- right after this. We're going to talk about, um, <laughs> we're going to revisit Chanel's point about execution and being intentional. And um, we're also going to talk about mental health and mental perseverance right after this. This is Dr. Tamia Guest with Rejuvenating Chiropractic. This is Nara Reed with Modified Nutrition Health Coach. This is Karen Marcel with June Street Barbershop. This is Tiffany Marcel with Marcel Luxury Realty, and you're listening to Boss Talk Radio. Knowledge, integrity, security, service. Get behind the shoe. Okay, that didn't work. Um, anyway, we're back, and we have Dr. Uh, Latasha Holden with us, and we have Chanel Newton, CEO of. Uh, Expectant Heart Pregnancy Resource Center. And so we, we've shared a little bit about their story and some of what they've gone through. And now what we're going to talk about is the mental health aspect. Um, you guys have both been through some things that have the ability to crush someone, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm hoping that Somebody because Dr. Holden spoke to uh, having a moment where she felt suicidal. That's something we talk about in our community, you know. Um, and Chanel spoke to being intentional. And what I found is like being intentional is kind of like when the light comes on, darkness don't have a place there, you know. And so. I want to talk about that moment, if if you would, and I know I'm, I'm pulling at heartstrings and reaching deep, but the hope is that if there is someone who is at where you were, this will give them just enough to keep it going. So um, being being intentional about the, the positive things, um, we titled this show uh, Excuses or Execution. And I know I often come across as as seeming like the the hard ass on these types of things because I believe in making adjustments, not excuses. You know, we all have choices, 
Um, we don't have a choice about the things that necessarily happen to us, but we have choices about how we react to the things that happen to us. So talk a little bit more, Chanel, about um, the, the mental diligence, if you would, that it's that is required um, to to be intentional about your actions so that you're operating in this positive space. Yes, yes. And when we talk about intention, that's when I turn on like there is I turn on because I know what it's like, you know, and so I never want to experience um Forgetting. I never want to forget who I was and I never want to uh, lose the fire and who I will be. And um, so just to kind of go into that, though, I do want to share that. I had to learn to manage my methods in addition to my mindset. So. There's no such thing as a good or a bad memory in my world, so. It's either a trained memory or an untrained memory. And it's no way for me to get around it at this point because I have gotten so intentional about me owning and taking ownership of my life and understanding that my past does not define who I am or who I will be or my gen the generations that will come behind me and that I am the one to stop the curses and I am the one to speak over the future um, because I will be an ancestor. When I started to really realize that I have power and that even though my father on earth was not at the time the way that I felt like he needed to be, the father who created me is a God. <laughs> he is the God, the creator. And so when I started to own that and recognize if my father can do all of this, then I have some power too. So what does that power look like? And how can I make it, how can I apply that into my life here on earth? And that's where my whole pursuit into realizing how I can control my energy and I can control the space and I can control the words that I speak. And I can also, um, I can operate limitless with the power that is put within me and the gifts that are already within me. Um, my job is more so to make sure that I'm staying in tune with what is within me and what my creator is being called to do. And I don't have to work hard. So, for example, George, when you were saying that I'm a busybody, I do a whole lot of stuff, I'm always on the move, but I don't seem as though I'm tired. I get tired in season, but there's and you and I were talking about how there's a season for everything. And when it when the season is on, it's an intentional time for me to think about other people, for me to think about all of the servitude that is put within me because I'm only as good as the the capital. Um, I make my capital and my relationships, my currency and all that I do. Um, so I'm intentional about love. And when I think of love, what does that look like and how can I apply that to you in every conversation and every choice that I make as well? Hope that answers your question, because I can go on and on about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that, you know, um, what I what I love about Chanel is that um, when she's when she's exercising these activities of love, you feel the genuineness 
uh, exuding from her. Like, you know, it's not for, as we say it in the church form or fashion yes. or whatever, she, she <laughs> does this, you know, um, and I'm going to come back to a point you made, but I want to hear from Dr. Holden, you know, we don't, we don't talk about, uh, we don't talk about, well, we just turned the corner on the conversation of mental illness in, in our community, but we don't talk about, you know, um, feeling suicidal and things of that nature. And I, I'm hard pressed to believe you walked this earth <laughs> and left it and didn't have that thought at least one time um, yeah. or whatever. My question to you is when you felt that, when when that when that was uh, consuming your your thoughts, you know, and you had all of these circumstances around you that you had to manage, and you had these twelve eyes on you. How did you in here to <laughs> develop the strength to persevere past it? Oh my goodness! Well, for me, again, um, George. My situation is is definitely uh, different. So there's so many variables, and um, my 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 situation took later in life, you know. Um, so as a pastor, I often pose this question when I'm doing uh, seminars or motive inspirational speaking. What happens when your struggle outlasts your strength? I mean, we could all go mm. through something for a day, a week, couple of months, but what happens? When it become years and for me to be 35 with a GED homeless, six kids, I remember the journey got so hard. I walked into a hospital up here in Riverdale, Georgia, and I told the lady at the desk, I said, ma'am, I don't think I could do this anymore. I, guess, I think she looked at the, the way I was looking. She said, ma'am, are you saying you want to kill yourself? You saying you want to commit suicide? I said, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And I remember they kept me for a week for observation. And on that floor, they had a padded room for those who are really harmful to themselves or others. And I remember going to the lady at the desk. I said, ma'am, can I go into that room? I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't know God. So God and I got to know each other in the trenches at, on this floor. Wow. She said, ma'am, you're no threat to anybody. I said, ma'am, I know, but I need to go into that room. And I, that week I was there, I just remember dropping down to my knees every day. God, are you there? Please help me. I don't have anything. I'm uneducated. I'm unemployed. Please help me. And I tell you, George, when they released me from the hospital after that week of observation, my situation did not immediately turn around, but I knew something had changed. And before I knew it, I had matriculated through college with my associates, my bachelor's, my MBA. But when I got accepted into the PhD program for leadership, now I did want to bungee jump up to heaven and high five my man. <laughs> but uh, you know, but but I tell you, what <laughs> I tell people, if the mental shift, the I, I'm still dealing with residue. You know, I didn't start at a younger age in my twenties, you know, late teens. So you got to think about my. I'm just now coming more to God is bringing me more to the exposure, the, the you know, out more in the public. I'm just now coming out of a twelve year. And I tell people just because now I'm on TV and magazines and radio, what about the residue? You're talking about, I just turned 48 years old last month and I just came out of a homeless situation. So I've been in survival mode for 12 years coming out, keeping six kids away from the drugs, the gangs, 
you know, just everybody on graduated, college graduate, military. So the mental strain for me to have a mental shift, not just for me, but for six other people. That's why we got to be a little bit more kinder to those family members that are on drugs and alcoholics and dropped out of school and they went wayward. If it was that easy for all of us to have a mental shift, everyone will be doing well. It's not as easy as people think to just shift. If God had not been with me, honestly, there was no way I was supposed to make out of that. Now, that's going to take me to, you know, um, anybody knows me. It only takes about a 30 minute conversation to figure <laughs> out I'm somewhat of a mama's boy. And, <laughs> you know, um, there are just some lessons that mama used to beat into my head so much that, you know, I probably will still recite them after I'm dead. Uh, but <laughs> one of those things uh, she had always taught me. And I remember the first time it showed up in my life was to pray for a sane mind. Yes. And I remember being in a place and here was the funny part about it. You can call it a choice. You can call it pride or whatever. <laughs> um, but I had younger sisters and I had ventured out on my own to do this thing called adulting, you know, and I did not have to do this. You know, I didn't come from this, you know, incredibly impoverished state or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but I thought and maybe it was training from others outside of my mom that this is what was necessary to be a man. Mm -hmm. And so I elected to be homeless when I didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in doing so, I was following this spirit that was in me and felt like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, but God ain't gonna leave me. So you know, wherever I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. And that homelessness found me in a Salvation Army sanctuary. And it's like, okay, so I've had my highs and lows, my riches, my poles, but guess what? In all of those, God has always been there, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody takes this from that to know no matter how alone they yeah. may feel, they're never actually uh, alone. And yeah. if they will, you know, and well, going back to, you know, the praying for a sane mind part, and I want you both to speak on this, this ties into uh, the intention and the servitude or whatever. With all that you guys do, Y'all don't really have time for a whole lot of negativity to get inside of here. There's no room for it. That's like, uh, you know, again, darkness when the light is on it. It can't exist. It can't happen. And I tell people all the time, you know, and for those of you that's listening uh, on the podcast, you can't see this, but I'm holding up the what most people use is a thousand dollar paperweight that's the cell phone you have access to all this information all this this power to unlock and there's even a bible out you know um you have this but you have to choose what you're gonna allow to enter your space you know you can't protect yourself from like 
when people find out I'm from New Orleans, one of the things they always want to ask me about is voodoo and black magic <laughs> and this and that and other. And I'm like, I can't tell you anything about it. Well, you're from New Orleans. Yeah, I can tell you about some good food and some great music, but, you know, I never allowed that other stuff that you can't talk to me. It, you can't give me no insight. I ain't saying nothing is bad or this, that, and other. It just don't have no room for in here. <laughs> you know, don't have no room. So you guys have managed to control your environment basically, and um, do a do an exercise of deliberation that has uh, protected your mind from negativity, and do so in giving service. Uh, back to others. I'm hard pressed to believe, though, that you don't still have some hard days. <laughs> I'm, I'm hard pressed to believe that. So, uh, starting uh, with Chanel, you know, because somebody's saying, somebody's listening right now, yeah. and they're saying, there he go with all that God stuff again. <laughs> you know. Somebody's listening right now and they're saying, well, yeah, that's easy for them to say, you know, they got magazines, radio and TVs and CEOs and this and that and the other. They don't know what it's like to be over here. You know, uh, you know, I had a drug infested parent or I had this, that or the third. They don't know my story. They don't know my struggle. But I'm, I'm, I'm hard pressed to believe that you guys don't still have some hard days. Tell me how you deal with those days today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you this. There is a proven, proven fact. Butterflies, birds, anything with wings that can fly, it does not build its confidence in the tree branch that it lands on. They build confidence in their faith in the wings that have already been put and instilled in them from the from the very beginning as a baby. So it's already in you. You have to put your faith in what's already within you. <laughs> hold, hold on, sis. I should have I should have that one with this one, and I think y'all gonna go in. So I'm gonna just drop this little segment in there. <laughs> That, that, that one was hot. She said that the confidence does not come from sitting in the branch. Don't drop that heat on them, sis. <laughs> it's true. It's so, so true. You know, and sometimes you have to be able to take a few steps back and look at the things that are flying higher than you and then take some of the, you know, the, the things that you see that they're doing and apply them in your life. So, yes, we may not be able to fly, but we can fly here on Earth in different ways. And, you know, in my my personal life, my passion is giving and my purpose is purposeful compassion. So sometimes I have to get to that point to where I have to free myself from the concern of other people because there's a lot of artificial turf that's out there making things look easier than what it really is. And I'm going somewhere with this. But <laughs> take your time, baby. As we say on a Sunday morning, take your time with it. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the biggest things that I've learned, though, guys, is that, you know, if you really want to learn something, you have to live it and then teach it. Live it 
and then teach it. So you have to experience these things. You have to experience the hurt. You have to experience betrayal. You and I still to this day, I thank God there was there was just this last year. There was a, a situation where I was betrayed. I, I spoke about this on one of my my videos. I thought I was just going to end it all. Like, How could someone who loves us hard, who gives as much, who is as consistent and authentic as I am, experience this level of hurt from anyone that you have been so good to? And so my my. Let me just speak to those that are out there that are like me. Those that have a heart, those givers that are just like me real fast, that give and give and give and give. And sometimes it feels as though it doesn't come back to you. Let me tell you real fast. Give yourself permission. OK, to say no, to create boundaries mm -hmm. and to also understand that your energy is just as valuable as the the energy that you're putting out. OK, because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. You cannot. And with that being said, um, don't stop giving. Don't stop and don't change and don't switch up who you are. If anything, know that with you having to learn something and then live it before you can teach it, you have to experience it. It has to be indoctrined within you. The struggle has to be there because everybody has been assigned to somebody. And there's people that need you and there's people who will receive you. There's a tribe that's already waiting for you. But you have to get past this right here that you're dealing with and that that you are just now coming out of in order for you to connect with the right tribe. They exist. They exist. You just have to wait it out and you have to understand that it's not the end. It's not. I'll, I'll digress. Hey, you, you're getting those responses uh, from the other side here. I want to know, uh, Dr. Holden, um, what does that hard day look like? Do you see a hard day and it look like the scene of an accident and you cringe or just go plow through the intersection? <laughs> How do you manage those? Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm watching her energy. I'm over here feeling like, I don't know. Okay, I've had six kids, so really I'm on the way out. I told my son, you turn 18, August 29th. I'm ready to um, board somebody's plane, go to a beach and sip on some coconut somewhere. But um, I am, I'm sorry, I'm pooped out. I've, I've, you know, for, to, for, so for me, I'm like, Lord, she's so peppy. I'm sitting over, I'm like, Lord, I'm, you know, but... Um, but, that's, but that's, for me, that's our energizer buddy. You're not gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Um, I'm now taking a personal sabbatical. Um, for me, that was a lot that I've accomplished in 12 years. Um, that was so, and when I'm having these down days, the first thing I do, I shut down. I'm big on taking breaks, relaxing. And a lot of people, I don't like to be busy, I like to be productive. And I think a lot of people feel if I could just say I'm doing 50 things at one time. No, I like to be busy and I, mean, I don't like to be busy. I like to be productive. That's how I was able to do so. Well, really do so much in 10 years, you know. And so I want to tell people, look, I don't compete with anybody. I have my own little lane and my gifts is compassion and, and servitude. And I just use my gifts to try to make a difference. I don't try to compete with the next woman. I don't try to. Uh, you know, I, I just learned how to be 
And a lot, I tell my six children, my daughter, when they're writing books and entrepreneurs, I say, learn how to bleed, just flow. A lot of times we try to force things and we become uh, frustrated. For me, um, to, to have all of my kids this year are 18 to 31. So I raised six kids. So this is my first time in my life. Really, my birthday in June was 40. I turned 48, but I feel like it's my 18th birthday. So I'm like 48, 18th this year because I'm going back. <laughs> I've been a parent for 31 years, you know, so I, I haven't did the last time I remember I told my dog when they have their little shorts on. I'm like, girl, I ain't wore blue jeans shorts since I was a teenager. I mean, for, for me, life is just now opening up for me. I'm just going to be honest. Life at 48 is just now opening up. But I had to leave my six children out first. So I take a lot of when I was homeless. I remember my undergrad professor told the class that the world belongs to those who are disciplined. And so when I was homeless, I learned the art of discipline. That's how I was able to write 12 books within a year and a half, um, time management. But I definitely take my downtime. Um, maybe I'm getting close to 50. I don't I don't get in the hustle and bustle of things. In Atlanta, you could be all everywhere. This is like the new Hollywood here. So I definitely don't try to be every place, everywhere. I just try to go where God is sending me, do my assignment, come home, and then just, you know, just move like that. And so we don't have to wear ourselves out trying to be in the, the know, the who, you know, God is bringing me before people, you know, of influence and affluence. So for me, rest if you get tired. It's okay. It's okay if you need to take a day or two to kind of woosa down. And I think we hear these motivational speakers. You can, if you don't, what is what is it? If you don't, if you don't sleep, but you almost got to be up 24 seven. If you want to grind, grind, I'm like, Lord, y'all going to drive these people crazy. <laughs> For me, I get my eight hours full of sleep. And, you know, I'm not, and th that's way, and I'm making progress. I'm making progress and I don't have to feel like I'm in a rush. Cause I said my, one of my motivational speakers, I think uh, E, Dr. E or uh, Dr. Tone, I mean, he, he's hard, but I just say, wow, you know, for me, I, my children tell you, I'm very organized now. And I'm just learning how to love me for the first time in my life after checking on that, like the sister said, after loving and nurturing everybody else. I'm just in a place now. Well, you know what, God, Whew. I can sit back, come out of survival mode, take a break. And I'm ready to get on somebody's plane, George. I'm ready to get on somebody's plane somewhere. But I know we can't travel. But I'm just saying, my mind. Now. I'm just being honest. Since kids, do you know my brain is fried? GD to a doctor and on ran for city council into it. So yes, I, I am. So it's it's just being able to enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment, man. You always got tomorrow. Just enjoy where you're at. Yes. Yeah, enjoy the moment. Yes. Well, you, you spoke on something that I think is um is something that a lot of people are missing. And because there's actually probably an art or a science. Uh, to it and a lot of us don't know how like I got to that place a few years ago and I said not even a few it was just a couple and I said you know what I'm in the second half of life mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this half my way I might get it all the way wrong but <laughs> no apologies in the process and you spoke to coming to know yourself and love yourself yeah. or whatever and you know, at whatever age, anybody can do that. I think that's step one to the ultimate happiness yes. or whatever. When you know inside, you know, um, who you are, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about uh, discovering your purpose. 
Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really think you can do that before you even understand who you are. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, yeah. <laughs> um, and we don't spend enough time getting to know ourselves primarily yeah. because we have so many things mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in life attempting to define us anyway. I mean, starting from the time you go to school, you're pretty much. Yeah. indoctrinated into yeah. the society. You learn what are some of the first things you learn? You learn how to stand in line, you learn yeah. how to raise your hand, you know, you learn, <laughs> you, like you learn all of these things about getting permission to exist in something you haven't even figured out yet. Okay. You know, so I think that was real big. Um and I'm happy for you that that you're at that place and I encourage everybody else to pursue that kind of unapologetically. You know, I'm yeah. often told, well, 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 George, you've built a business or whatever, so you can do that or whatever. And I tell them, hey, in a minute, you know, it's not because I built the business and this, that, and the other, going back to what Chanel said, I was intentional about what I wanted <laughs> to do, where I wanted to be, how I wanted to live. And it was like, okay, I'm not going to shortchange myself in the process, I'm going to do this George thing, you know, and in doing that, I'm going to figure it out or whatever. So on any given day, I mean, there are some days that I remember this happened actually last week. Uh, Chanel had a video up or whatever. And this was a day that I had a Dr. Holden moment. I completely checked out. I didn't check an email. I can tell you it was, uh, I want to say it was July 16th or whatever, it was the day after the tax deadline, and I was completely checked out. I was reading emails without even reading them. You ever look at an email and nothing processes in your head? Like, so I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to check out or whatever. Teammate called, wanted to discuss something. Somebody else asked if I, you know, uh, did a class yet or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not even thinking today. I'm not even trying to figure nothing yeah. out. I'm just taking the day off, you know, and just did absolutely nothing. And Chanel had a video up and was like, she helped a million people that day. Uh, <laughs> and she did it with this big old smile on her face. And I was like, if I could get some of that and put it in the bottle <laughs> and sell it, I could retire for five generations if I could just put that in the oh bottle and sell and you know, it. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I was I was actually told by somebody the other day um, something similar to that. And I was telling them, they was like, it seemed like you don't have any hard days. Like, how do you not have hard days? And I'm like, listen. I just had to fire somebody I absolutely love. <laughs> like I just had to fire somebody, and and then my my kids is acting crazy and this and that, and I just want to be held and I need a hug, and, but I'm smiling because I've been called to smile. <laughs> and then I would, and I literally on a lot of days would feel that way. And on those days when I'm that emotional, you, I, I've been conditioned to completely just go off the grid. And to shy away from that because I recognize that my energy, if my energy isn't right mm -hmm. and I put something out there, you can you can feel you won't receive it the way that you received it. You know, and so we all going back to the word intentional, we have to be intentional about when you know that either you, you're either going to be a good person or you're going to be a bad person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Sometimes it's an everyday decision. It's an everyday yeah. decision. Who do I want to be today? Do I want to be my higher it's self? It's a moment or do to I moment just... decision for me. <laughs> 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 it's, it's moment to moment for me. Especially 
when it gets, the struggle is real. You know, the struggle is real and it's hard out here. And I it think is. that our audience today is primarily leaders. So we're speaking to primarily leaders right now. And there's so much power in surrendering as a leader, you know, surrendering yes. to the circumstances, mm -hmm. one, the hurt from our past, the betrayal in our present, the, um, the mm -hmm. call that's on our life that is heavy, <laughs> that's heavy. And I think Dr. Holder can, can, can <laughs> yes. answer that. Yes, <laughs> the call on our life is heavy and heavy. everybody has a call. I don't care what you have to say. Everybody's been called to something. Yes. OK. Um, and knowing as a leader that you have to also surrender to the fact that the call has and will require you to no longer drag dead weight and dead yeah. situations with you. <laughs> you have to surrender to uh, doing things without being in your comfort zone. You mm -hmm. have to surrender to do what's, what's a comfort zone? zone? Where, where Look, do you do right? that? Available, which means you, you're doing things out of your comfort zone and still having a time slot of having to be available with um, to hold up the leader when you just want to follow some days, you know, and that's that's scary. The biggest thing that I think I struggle with the most is surrendering to the fact that I am powerful. That I am powerful. I'm a strong black woman and I am confident in my own skin. And that's something that it took over 20 years, over 30 years for me to get to the point where I can say that. And now that I can say it, I have to be able to stay humble when I say that. So it's not mis misinterpreted to go into a different direction, but I am who I am. And we as leaders, everyone who's listening, you are who you are. So you have it, to be okay with walking in. in it, it's it's something which now, now I'm different. Well, now I've suffered sometimes with imposter syndrome, you know, because, you know, I, I'm just being Talk real. Talk about it. Talk about as, it. As a, as a leader, I'm just being real. I don't act like I got it all together because I got a doctor degree. I suffer because God did not bring me traditional, you know, I didn't go from high school, college, go to corporate. I'm not from a corporate America. I'm not from, I haven't been on no job 30 years, nonprofit. You know, I've just been out in the world, like in the public um, arena. So for me, I suffer with imposter syndrome. God, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to where Chanel is at, where I'm feeling good, I'm powerful. But again, this is the residue that is still left. Like I said, I'm just now coming out. I was homeless three and a half, four years, starting at 2007. So I'm just now coming out of the survival mode probably last year. So now I'm changing my thought. You are powerful. So I'm, I'm getting there, Chanel. I'm getting there. But I do suffer with the imposter syndrome. God, they're going to realize I ain't that smart. They're going to, you know, oh, I was the homeless one. So I'm still in that process where I'm building myself up daily. I'm giving myself, I even, um, on one of my um, products, I uh, created self-affirmation cards just because I'm still in there. Okay, now I got to get out of survive mode. Now I got to get out, you know, start thinking, like you said, Chanel, I'm powerful, you know? So yeah, I'm, I, I deal with imposter syndrome. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very transparent as a leader and inspirational speaker, but that's where I'm at. Trying to get to where you're at, Chanel, for as how I look at myself, it, it's, it's a journey for me. And it's been a journey, you know, um, 
my son in 2017, and this just a little tip about the residue. When I was running for city council in 2017, my son was stationed in Tennessee, um, uh, where the Marine uh, base was, and he called me. And I was put in the driveway, and he said, his voice got deep, and I'm like, oh, Lord, something wrong. And he said, Mother, would you do me the honors of coming to Tennessee? And I started, and oh, he said, would you do me the honors of coming to Tennessee and pinning me at my ceremony to Staff Sergeant, to Staff Sergeant Holden? But because I was dealing with the residue, I was shocked that he called me. I was, you know, I was like, you're not going to call one of my sisters who's doing good, my mom. He was like, why would I call them? He said, had it not been for you. He said, mama, when we was homeless, I knew the family was laughing at you. Nobody would help. And he said, you could have did anything. You could have, it's a lot of us. It was six of us. You could have separated, separated us, gave us up. You could have started drinking drugs. You did none of that. He said, had it not been for you, where would we all be at? He said, yes. Would you do me the honors? Wow. Sorry, I didn't. So, so for me, I'm sorry, Joy. I'm sorry, Jordan, I'm sorry. No, 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 take your time because this is what the part that I really wanted everybody to 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 know is. You know, people go through it and then they have to decide how are they going to handle or process what they went through and yeah. your transparency um, right now. And, and I'm going to speak to, you know, because this was given to me to give to you. Understand this, you, you talked about the traditional route, but can I tell you that had everything been the traditional route that Dr. Holden wouldn't be received by the person that needs to receive her the most? Come on. You're able you're able to do what you do what you do and reach who you reach because of an identification um, that they have and that they share. The reason Chanel is able to in, indulge in the specific services that she do is because she does it out of testimony. You know, you you can't whole court <laughs> where you haven't been before, you know, and, um, you know, your determination um, specifically as it relates to your kids, guess what? If you hadn't wrote one book, <laughs> that mm -hmm. call that day was evidence yeah. of yeah. everything that you Every had done. Yes. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, Everything else after that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that point where you say, "Hey, I'm powerful because I was able to do this." And as your uh, son told you, you, you're trying to make me cry because I'm thinking about my own mom right now and some stuff that she reminds me of that I didn't think twice about. Like, hey, you mama, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, uh, motherhood, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think there's ever a greater sacrifice. You know, um, good, bad, or otherwise, like that, that especially in our community, that's, that's everything. That's yeah. alpha and omega, you know, and <laughs> only God is between. You know? so <laughs> I want you to know that your journey, um, you know, don't, don't feel the imposter syndrome at being recognized because 
They're not recognizing Dr. Latasha Holden. They're recognizing the God in you and what he's done in your life. That's what's being acknowledged. And so with that, you don't, because God ain't no imposter. (laughs) And so you're just living what he put in you and living out, you know, what he's laid out uh, uh, for you. So I want you to be encouraged on that point. Keep doing what you're doing because there are some people that need to see you to understand, wow, I ain't where she was and she did that, <laughs> you know, and it'll put a sense of urgency, you know, on uh, on somebody's life. You know, uh, my sense of urgency was always that my uh, my mother had 12 sisters and brothers or whatever. They were split up, you know, as children or whatever. Um, and you know, nothing about none of their lives was easy. And I remember probably 10, 11 years old sitting there one day looking around at them all because they had to come together as adults and everything. And I was just looking at them all and it's like, wow, they've all become homeowners and so forth and so on from where they came from. I was like, okay, well, I got to do far greater than this because I'm starting, I got a big old head start. <laughs> you know? So, you know, know that your, um, know that your journey was necessary to be able to reach that, that certain someone, you know, and I always say, I don't care if you impact one person, yeah. mission accomplished, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mission accomplished, you know. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, but let's talk about imposter syndrome because that is real. I think that some people um, struggle with, uh, how can I say this? I think sometimes people will minimize their greatness because a heckler in the crowd might say something, you know? (laughs) So guess what? You ain't go through that, but it's a... I, I had those days where I had imposter syndrome or whatever, and you know what it was about? It was because George had a pass. <laughs> <laughs> and George's pass didn't look like what these people on stage look like. Not to my own horn, but one day George got up and talked to George and said, oh, are you tripping? You smarter than them anyway. You better get out here and get all this reading you doing or whatever. They just speak good. You know that. <laughs> so you're not alone. Chanel, have you ever felt that anywhere in your oh, spirit? Yes. <laughs> now, yes, yes. I mean, every every single day, you know, I have the, the thought that mm-hmm. keeps creeping back in. I mean, that it doesn't leave, but that is a thorn in my flesh. Um mm-hmm. The negative self-talk, the mm-hmm. um, negative thoughts, um, you know, the imposter syndrome, things of that sort. That's mm-hmm. the thorn in my flesh. No matter how successful, no matter how much money God allows me to, to come across, no matter how great things are in life, I always have those thoughts. It's the thorn in my mm-hmm. flesh. And I've learned how to to live my life with it there and to check it because I have the power and the authority too. So that's not something that I run away from. Just like with fear, I don't run away from it. I acknowledge it. It's a lie. And I have to do what I do with a lie, which is to acknowledge, hey, you're saying 
that I am not good enough. Or, hey, you're saying that, you know, because you went through this or because you did not do this or you don't look this type of way that you're not good enough or you're saying these things to me. But it's not real. It's just a it's, it's, it's not real. It's smoke and mirrors. And in those moments, that's where the affirmations that Dr. Holden was talking about and um, the the constant reassurance and staying in the light, listening to to happy music and, yeah. you know, reading good things that feel good to my soul and making sure that my environment and my friendships. Oh, my goodness. Don't yeah. get me talking about friendships and the importance of making sure that you have good, solid friends and people who can who can speak life into you. You know, and as you're pouring into them, they're equally pouring back into you, you know, and having that balance between those. So though that's just the mindset, though. You know, yeah. that's how you really defeat imposter syndrome is getting rid of outdated beliefs mm-hmm. and and doing it every single day, sometimes multiple times a day for myself. I'll just speak for me and the imperfect Chanel. I have to tell myself all the time, girl, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Get there behind me because it's nothing. That's a thought and that. And usually those are repetition spirits that like to come and torment you. And I rebuke mm-hmm. that because I am strong. I am confident. I am successful. I can do these things. And that's how you have to speak to those thoughts. So let's talk about the uh, I don't know if y'all caught this at the uh, top of the hour and shout out to my girl, Mickey Jackson, uh, again, for my uh, positivity jar here. But um <laughs> You know, let's talk about the affirmation cards. Um, you know, you 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 reached out and asked God for this. Um, how are, are is this something available to everyone, or is this something you do for you to uh, for your day to day, or what are we doing with that? No, no, it's available on my website. You can order it's a set of eighteen affirmation cards, um, and like Chanel said, I'm just now I'm replacing. The old, you know, you're no longer for a homeless woman. You're, you know, just not this ain't on affirmation, but I'm just replacing those thoughts. Like I said, you know, so for, for me to be shocked that my son would call me to pin him, that just showed that residue was there. So that's why I created so I can help other people who still feel, you know, dang, I'm, I'm a nobody, I'm a loser. I'm, so I created, uh, uh, 18 set affirmation card is on my website that they can purchase as well. And, you know, so I'm, uh, I'm often attacked or, well, I, I won't say attacked because that would seem deliberate. I'm often criticized, uh, for a mindset that I adopted probably hmm, 15, 16 years ago. And, you know, I say it and I say it to anybody unapologetically and it's this, it's my affirmation. God gave you a gift. God gave everybody a gift. Outside of your God-given gift, I'm just better than you. <laughs> He'd be like, you can't say that. Yes, I can. I will never play basketball. Basketball like Michael Jordan or golf like Tiger Woods. I'll never be as eloquent as Barack or whatever, but that's their God-given gifts. Outside of that, I'm better than them. <laughs> So, um, genuineexpressions.life, you can go and get the affirmation uh, cards from uh, Dr. Holden. And, and the comic book and the t-shirt. So, definitely check out the Christian comic book. That that that's uh, that was a, uh, a different 
way to be creative uh, out of the 12 books I've written. So, yeah, I definitely have fun creating that. Man, the commitment to like you're doing one of those Chanel things right now where you're making me feel real lazy. Like, <laughs> did I hear you say, did I get this right? You wrote 12 books in 24 months? Yes. And I've been struggling with these two books <laughs> for two years. I, I got to yeah. get my life together. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, that's why I'm going on a personal sabbatical because I'm going to write a leadership book. So I'm going to close off so I can get that done uh, within the next three months. Oh, that's the secret. So you just close off. Huh? Okay. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I need to, uh, well, we can't travel. So yeah. I just need to travel somewhere and lock away and, yeah. you know, well, just get it done or whatever. So Chanel, outside of your, um, outside of your service in the uh, pregnancy resource ministry, you have a couple of other viable businesses going on. Tell us about yeah, those. She's so, so modest. She'll never talk about that. <laughs> I don't. And it's because, you know, I, I take so much pride in, you know, my acts of service and, and the things that I do for other people, even as a philanthropist like that. It, that means more to me than making money because the money's going to it's it's going to come and it's going to go. You know, <laughs> that's just that's just the law of it. So I don't really I don't attribute to anything that has to do with money, but. Um, as far as some of the other things that I'm working on, I'm venturing by the grace of God into the journal business and the wine industry. And so I'm about to launch a a brand. Look, my mouth waters. When my mouth waters, I get excited. So um, I'm about to launch a brand of, of multiple different journals for um, entrepreneurs just like myself and just like you guys and those that are listening, um, as well as those that have overcome molestation, those that are overcoming fear. Um, also, just so many different topics. So it's going to be a host of multiple different journals that you'll be able to go online to uh, either Amazon or different Pinterest and different places to purchase and um, also with the wine. So you'll be able to pair those and um, just so many, there's other things that are in the works. I always usually have multiple things happening. And so I need you guys to all be in prayer with me that um, the Lord allows me to secure this land so that I can go ahead and go into the tiny house industry. I have this crazy, crazy uh, radical vision to go into um, creating and uh, planting tiny house communities all over uh, the U.S. And so I'm believing in God that that everything will fall in place uh, as it already has to get that done. So um, those are kind of the the on the top of my list right now. And there's, of course, other things that are in the works that my team is working on. But those are my love children. <laughs> Okay, and then oh, also, Chanel, you say, do you know I'm a former residential contractor, and so that's on my list to go back and put those out, and I'm starting a home tiny homes community for the homeless. So that's 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 yes. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's that's, amazing how I always pair the right guests. Yeah, let me go. Let me go ahead and not take credit for that. That that's just divine intervention. I'm gonna yes. call that what it is. I ain't that smart, but you know. yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> um so there, there there we go and then um you also have a coaching um uh a platform as well right yes 
Are you talking yeah. about her as well, or are you speaking to me? No, I'm talking to you. You right okay, there. Yes, you yes. <laughs> and so I do, as a matter of fact. However, here recently, I haven't been accepting any group or individual coachings because I just got done planning another site, another expectant heart site, and we just got the green light this last week. And so uh, we just got done doing that. And so now I'm able to, you know, start working on the other things that I shared about. But yes, yeah, so as far as the coaching and the consulting is concerned, then yes, I prior or post <laughs> um, uh, COVID, I would go to different businesses of all different sizes and, you know, basically help them strategize and find the best way to take a vision that might seem crazy and actually apply it. Um, and I'll help a lot of businesses fire or let go of those people and clear out a lot of the people in their businesses that um, they might be struggling with letting go of. I kind of come in and nudge those leaders and empower them to, you know, clean house so that they can start fresh and clean um, and and go the route that the Lord is calling for their business to go. Um, and sometimes having the wrong people in position yeah. can mm -hmm. can drown <laughs> your business. Oh, yeah. Cancer is and, real. Yeah. Human, human cancer yes. is real. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very real. And so um, that's one of my gifts is to take those those. Um, situations and to kind of spot out what or whom or what the situation may be to be a cancer or even to take ideas and to say, yes, you can. It can be done. It doesn't matter how big or how small it can be done. And it's given to you with purpose. So let's make yeah. it happen. And um, that's kind of, you know, that's my baby. And so when I kick it in high gear, then I, I kick it in high gear. And I do that for at least a three month, three to six month stint. And then I'm, I shut it down and work on other things. So. So. We have one question left before we close, and um, I'm going to put the question out there to you now, and uh, we're going to go to break you to uh, get into that when we come back. And that question is, if you go to the space where you felt or circumstances had you in a place at the lowest form, what for you guys to do in our motivation segment coming up is talk to that person from where you are now so that the person who is there now, uh, what would you say to them to get them to the next place? We'll be back right after this. This is Dr. Tamia Gass with Rejuvenating Chiropractic. This is Nara Reed with Modified Nutrition Health Coach. This is Karen Marcel with Junish the Barbershop. This is Tiffany Marcel with Marcel Luxury Realty, and you're listening to Boss Talk Radio. The U.S. government has given billions of dollars to businesses in an effort to curb the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
The government will begin to pursue recouping these funds in 2021. Aggressive penalties will be imposed on companies that do not follow regulations and guidelines for proper use of these funds. Criminal charges are already being levied on fraudulent use. Don't suffer again. Get a customized business operations success suite from Elite 8 Tax and Financial Services for your company today. Boss packages include entity formation, payroll, accounting and bookkeeping, tax planning, tax filings, and quarterly strategy sessions to minimize your tax liability, increase efficiency, and maximize your profits. Make your appointment today at Elite8Financial.com. Get the guidance, tools, and protection your business needs now. Get boss. Get behind the shield. And we're back with Dr. Latasha Holden and Chanel Newton. And so getting ready to close out, um, what we want to know is, and we'll start with Dr. Holden on this one, um, somebody who's uh, homeless with six children and underemployed and undereducated. Today, right now in 2020, what would you say to her? Wow. Um, first, um, you know, I, I had to go back. Um, I would definitely let her know. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Will it be hard? Of course. They're going to be men and nice. You cry. They're going to the people that you think supposed to be their supporters. Not. You're the only one that's going to save you and your family. They're going to many nights you want to give up. It's okay. That's, that's the problem. You don't, don't worry about having that feeling of wanting to give up. The thing is that you, if you have to take a break to go cry, go ahead and do it. But I want to guarantee you this. If you keep going, I can guarantee you, if you keep going, there is light at the end of the tunnel. A lot of times God is trying to show you that the people that he removed from your life can't go with you anyway. I call them spiritual hitchhikers. Ooh. Those are the ones that want a free ride, don't want to do the work. Be there for your kids. This is a family thing. Together, y'all fight together, and together, y'all arise together. Keep going. Keep pushing. And no matter who's laughing at you and talking about you, one day they'll read about you. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Energizer Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that, Dr. Holden. I felt that in my spirit. Um, so to you, my love, my sweet love, whom I have been and still am to this day in your shoes, I have found that on one hand, even though I have secured professional milestones that have rewarded me the freedom to dream as big and limitless as I ever could imagine in life, it would not have came unless I had have gone through what you're going through right now. So your story 
is what's going to take you to where you need to go. Right now, you're literally just writing a new chapter in your life. It's nothing more and nothing less. I found through this journey that being vulnerable and caring extra hard means that you can hurt extra hard too. However, I have found that the pain that comes from giving too much and being let down can never compare to the pain of not doing enough for the ones that you love. I've also learned that friends who you can talk to about anything are important, but the friendships where talking isn't required and silence isn't awkward are the ones that you should hold on to even tighter starting now. I've also learned uh, that the friends that see you at your lowest and still stick around to try to make it all better are the ones that deserve you at your best. I've learned to appreciate all of the small things that life hands to you. I've learned that someday all you'll have is the pictures and the written memories. And when that someday comes, I hope and pray that you're just like me and want to make sure that you have both the pictures and the written memories. I've learned that the only acceptance you need is from your own self and the creator. I've learned that if they wanted to do it for you, they would have done it for you. And if they don't, then they won't. I've learned that no answer from people that you love, it is an answer, even though it hurts. And that is something to accept as well. In closing, I've learned that kindness <laughs> is the best quality to have and that people magnetize themselves towards kind people. And I've learned that you're never too tired or too weak or too broken to be nice. And that if you love people with everything you have within you, they're going to love you back even harder. You have a tribe that is created for you. Sometimes it takes time to get connected to that tribe, but they're there and don't be afraid when they appear. So the last thing is I just want to lift the toast up to you and I'm going to lift my imaginary toast of champagne to you, to your new beginnings, to your dreams that you are about to achieve. You already have and you still need to not forget to celebrate the things that you've achieved. But the new dreams, I want to toast to those and I want to give a special toast to you securing the bag starting today because that bag is going to be full of success. It's going to be full of legacy. It's going to be a new chapter of bliss and so much joy and happiness that will surpass all understanding. I want to be the first to toast to you. I want to thank you ladies both for being on, for being so giving and transparent with your uh, stories and continuing your service of helping uh, others. Um, and if you have any comments or anything for Dr. La uh, Latasha Holden or uh, Chanel, 
feel free to reach out to us at Boss Talk Radio, um, and we'll make sure to put you uh, in touch if you need um, any of their services or counseling or an ear to listen. Um, we'll put you in touch with them. This has been another episode of Boss Talk Radio. We will see you guys again next week and talk to you then. Thank you, ladies. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.